we're not reading this morning, but I think you are seven weeks too early, um, but there is a reason, and we'll look at that in a moment. But I want to pray. Those you know, we have our, our prayer board. It's uh, in a different location now, and we encourage people to write in prayers they've got down on the board as they come in. So let me just lead us in a prayer. My sermon won't be as long as normal. We'll be pleased to know, um, and uh, we will then just share some time here. Let me lead us. Father God, we, we thank you. We thank you that you are a God who is here with us today. And Lord, as we, we worship in a slightly different way today, we thank you for the diversity of, uh, of how you lead us to you. Father, we pray this morning that as we come and as we gather in your name, that you will speak to us afresh. And we pray for the people of Lord. We pray for Peggy, Lord who um, I think was hoping to come home yesterday, last night. Praise God that Peggy's come home after such a long time in hospital. I'll be with her in her recovery. We pray for Amelia Joe, friend of Vicky, who's seriously ill in hospital at the moment. Lord, we pray that your healing power will be with her, even though she may not know it is you, that you will be with her this time. We pray for people affected by the actions of others. Lord, we recognise that you call us in this world to live and sometimes we get things wrong and sometimes we struggle to say the right things. We pray, Lord, that you will help us in all the things. We pray for each person here this morning, Lord, with uh, the troubles, the, the joys, all the different things that they are going through. That we will know your peace. We will know your love. And Lord, we pray that this world will know your peace and your love. We pray for the situations we see on our new streets. Those that we have no idea about now. Father, we pray that you will just come and help us in your hands and feet to go and share to this world the amazing news of Jesus Christ. So this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, for those of you who were here last week, we um, we started looking at Acts, didn't we? The, we've spent two months looking at the book of Acts. James had a couple of weeks, so a little bit longer than that, maybe two months. Um, and this last couple of weeks, we've been looking at what does that mean then? So last week we thought about Acts of Love, and this week we're going to be thinking about, I'm, I'm going to try and use my phone to get it, Acts of Peace. What does that mean to look like a people who show peace? Now last week we thought about love, didn't we? What does it mean to be a people who show God's love? It doesn't just say to the world, God loves you, but actually gets off our backside and does something about it. And we, uh, I know many of you spoke to me and said that song that we played, The Black Eyed Peas, Where Is The Love? Uh, when you think of it, the world saying to the church, come on, you talk about God's love, but where is the love? Actually spoke quite profoundly to each one of you. But this week, I want us to think about what does it mean to be a people who show God's peace? Now, when you look up in the dictionary, the definition of peace is the lack of war, lack of violence. And there are very few times that I disagree with the dictionary, but this is going to be one of those times. Because, you see, I don't think that peace is just the absence of something. Just the lack of war. The lack of violence doesn't automatically mean it's peace. And if you look through the Bible, the Bible doesn't say at any point, peace is the absence of something. In fact, it says the exact opposite. Peace. 
the very presence of God. Think of the Garden of Eden. God's presence was there. Yes, humanity messed it up. But this was a place of peace, of oneness with Christ. And look through all the accounts in the Old Testament. Some of the violence, yet God is there bringing his peace. It is active. It is living. It is not just the absence of people being mean to one another. But it is a force, an active presence of God. Now I have many people who say to me, but how can we talk of a God of peace? Well actually if you read your Bible, or read your Old Testament particularly, wow, there's some violence in there, isn't there? Have you ever read it? Who did the Bible going to embarrass you? I know some of you did the Bible in a year. Now, I didn't quite complete it. Confession here, I don't know. So I'll tell you what, reading that Old Testament, that Testament, it's violent, isn't it? Violent. And you've got to go, how can you talk of a God of peace with such violence? Well, I'm going to be controversial now, and you can come and talk to me afterwards. But I believe I've got reason for saying this. I don't think, when we look at the Old Testament, we always see humanity hear exactly what God is saying. Humanity gets it wrong. Do we really believe that God of love would say, go on, kill that love over there? Now, you have to understand the, the situation of the time, that, that actually what they were looking at is the other tribes and saying, well, they do it, why can't we do it? Come on, God, tell us why can't we do it? And the reason I say sometimes we heard it wrong is because if we were hearing exactly what God was saying, why then send Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ came to open up so we could hear and have a clearer relationship with God. Now, please don't hear me saying the Old Testament is wrong. It's not. It's a history of God and God's people. But it's a history as well where we muck it up sometimes. And God goes and sending Jesus. And sending Jesus to be the way. To be the one that shows you what it means to live with love and to live with peace. I know that song last week that we played the Black Eyed Peas. I'm not going to play the song today, but I'm going to just put the words of the song up on the screen. Um, hopefully, he says, with um, Paul. Can you next time? I'll this completely. John Lennon, imagine. When we talk of God's peace and God's love, you can hear the world saying this it wouldn't be better if. Uh, there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. No hell below us, above us, any sky. Imagine all the people just living for today. Imagine there's no countries. Imagine nothing to kill or die for. Imagine no religion. Imagine all the people living in peace. You can hear the world saying it, can't you? Wouldn't it be so much better if the world got rid of religion? Then peace can happen. Wouldn't it be better if, if the world got rid of all these, all these um, kind of barriers and we can live in peace? I would say no. No. Imagine God. Imagine us living as God's hand and peace, bringing peace to the world. 
Look at our reading today in the Garden of Gethsemane. These soldiers come for Jesus. And yes, we'll be reading this in a couple of weeks' time when we come to your Easter time. And Peter, being what he thought, I'm going to show what to do. I'm going to cut and show violence. And Jesus goes, stop. Stop. If I wanted to show violence, if I wanted to respond like that, I could call the angels from heaven and they would come down. I could have called all heaven to show violence, to show war. But I'm not. I'm showing peace. The cross, the very symbol of our, of our understanding of Jesus' role here on earth, is violence. And yet in the midst of violence we see the peace of Christ who hangs on that cross. Who could have called the angels down to lift him off. And yet he shows the peace of God. Humble. People say to me sometimes, Tim, why, why, why the cross? Why, why the cross? Why could it be done to some other way? I don't know. But my answer is usually this. It is in the most brutal way that humanity dealt with Jesus. Death. In which we see the glory of God's love and God's peace. Humanity did the worst they could imagine to God. And how did God respond? Did he respond by doing the worst that he could No. He responded by showing love. By showing peace. Such power and yet such peace. So how do we respond? How do we become a people of peace? How do we show the world peace? How do we show the world peace? God's peace when we talk about war. We sometimes use the phrase just war, don't we? To make it sound a little bit more powerful. How do we respond? the world to say we believe God's peace can reign. What about violence? Domestic violence. Violence to the vulnerable. How do we turn around to those people, both the perpetrators and those receiving and talk of God's peace? I know there are some of you that are involved in the rehabilitation and walking with people who have gone through domestic abuse. How do we talk of God's peace in that time? What about slavery? Well, we often use the word slavery and think of the old days, don't we? No, it's happening here now. The sex trade. Slavery happening, uh, well, yes, it's happening in Plymouth, most definitely, maybe even in Sontos. How do we become the people of good news, the people who don't just speak of God's peace, but act it out, show it, in the most brutal and violent of situations, showing peace and love? Environmental issues. How are we people of peace? who care for this world and show love and peace to this world. 
extremism. I put this photo up particularly, especially, because when we think of extreme extremism, I can't even say it, when we think of that word, we sometimes think of Muslims, don't we? But no, there's Christian extremists. There's extremists in all walks of life that seek to persecute and to bring violence and to, to get on top of people and bring them down. How, as we, how are we, as people of peace, not just talking the talk, but walking the walk? And what about the people that fall out? You know, we can think of these big extreme examples of war, violence, but what about our very selves? When we fall out of one. How can we show that God is a God of peace, of love, and of reconciliation? It's like last week, isn't it? We can say until we're blue in the face that God is a God of love, but if we're not willing to show it, what difference does it make? And we can say until we're blue in the face, God is a God of peace. How can we demonstrate? How can we live that? I've got one more slide on. I can't remember it. I'll do one more. That's the thing. Is the church, is this community, a place that lives, breathes, and promotes acts of peace? Are we people of peace? Yes, I know that probably most of you aren't going to go out and eat something today, but I'm thinking all of this to be perfectly honest. I'm not, you know, I'm looking at myself and I'm going to hit anyone, but I might get a little bit irritated with my children one time. <laughs> Here we are, boys, come and do lunch today, come on, let's get the, get the table laid for dinner. I'll punch them, I'll punch Oh, come on! And you just feel yourself getting angry. I, lo I love preaching, but I also hate it because I know I'm talking to myself all the time. How can I be an adult, a parent of peace, that shows to my children that me shouting to one boom on the fence is not getting anywhere? Me getting angry is not helping anybody. How can I demonstrate to my children that yes, you might be wrong, don't play your iPad because you need to help. But doing that in a peaceful way. Doing that in a way that helps them journey from understanding where they are to where God wants them to be. And the same for us. How do we journey that journey that says we want to show the world the peace of God? The prayer station on the Saturday morning. I, I'm bringing to every sermon I know. But here we are on the street, praying with people. In the busyness of all that's around, how can we just bring peace to people at that moment? The shops tomorrow morning when we're in the shop. How can we bring peace to the people? God's peace. And this is what God is calling for us. Don't, don't get this messed up with being doormats. God, Jesus wasn't walking. Jesus submits to himself. We're not doormats. People don't come and abuse us. We have to stand up sometimes and say no. That's wrong. In the name of Christ, stop. I will not have that in me. There are times when we also just need to be there and let people cry. Amen.
anger and walk with them a journey that says, and this is the God of peace. God calls us to actively bring his peace. Let's have a confidence in Christ to say, stop. There's a better way. There's a way of peace. Paul's going to come and just see how we, in different ways in the life of this church, we can 